Weekly Push to Talk, part of the Geek Freaks family. I am Frank, and today I'm joined by Alex. How you doing, Alex? Hello, how are you? Good, good, good. Uh, Alex is the developer for the Cephalopod app. We've, we've talked about it, and we've talked about it before uh, on the podcast, but now we're actually going to talk to the mind behind the project. Can you explain to us uh, a bit about what is the Cephalopod app? Yeah, so the Cephalopod app is at its core. We built it as a podcast player. So this is where podcast listeners and creators can go to to listen to their podcasts and to subscribe. You can also, just like other players that are out there, other aggregators that are out there, if you want to call them that, uh, we collect all the podcasts using the iTunes search API. So you can go on there and add them to playlists. You can download episodes. Uh, you can access um, pretty much anything that's already listed on iTunes. So it's very, very easy to do that. So that, that's the core of it. That was the basis okay. of uh, the Cephalopod player. But that was that was all just kind of the foundation. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to go into, you know, where did Alex get this idea? Why did he want to do this? And then we're going to break down what's in the app and how it is, how you make an app into something. Because I think all of us, including myself, a hundred times have thought, man, that's a great app idea. And then we just walk away. So we're going to go it's into an absolute that. nightmare. Yeah. You did the right thing. It's... <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I feel better already. <laughs> so that is good. After, after this, you'll feel a lot better, believe me. <laughs> but first, we're going to pull some questions out of the Geek Box. Our first one is, what superhero power is the most useless? And I'll start while you're thinking about it. I think it's got to be, as much as I like it, it's got to be super speed. Because unless you're strong, or of course those friction-free clothes, what are you gonna, you're just like running around at your normal strength. You're not going to be, you're going to hurt yourself far more than anybody else. Um, flight yeah, kind of has the same problem. Yeah, some pretty extreme bone and muscle density, I feel like. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, a human body moving at the speed of the flash I mean, you'd basically just explode. You would just be like eviscerated immediately. Yeah. So, so I think I don't I don't disagree that that's that's a rough one. Um, I'm trying to think of superheroes and villains that are already out there. Uh, who's the the polka dot man? The polka dot one that that one comes to mind. Yeah, that's a pretty useless <laughs> like, one. <laughs> uh, so you, you like reach through, I guess. I don't know. It's a little bit like portal, but not quite because he doesn't go all the way through. Yeah. Um, and no, I'm trying to think of another really good one now. I, I think that's probably up there. I think um, I'm thinking of the Avengers now. I don't know, man. Hawkeye like, I general. Like, I feel like <laughs> super super healing or something maybe because yeah. like we eventually heal anyway. Yeah. Regeneration would be good, but just like super advanced healing. I don't know. Like I feel like I could do without that because like why why can't I take a week to heal up instead of you know a day? I don't know. So that one seems yeah. kind of arbitrary, but yeah. <laughs> a lot of these powers don't work well without others. So yeah, if you have super healing and then you're just like a normal dude, then you're mm-hmm. not you're not really useful. You're like just like I could I can't punch Superman to death, but I'll survive his you know onslaught on me. Is that's exactly. all you're doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like with super <laughs> regular, speed, regular like, healing, but super strength would yeah, be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Our next question out of the geek box is: Should you open toys or leave them in the package? This is leave a tough them in the package. Thing. You leave them in the package. No, that's easy. That's an easy one. Really? Leave in the package. Unless you have duplicates or unless right. it's one that you never intend to value in any way. So if it's something that like you, you're basically like, I'm writing this off at a penny today, then go ahead and open it. But you've already made the decision to do that. Yeah. So because uh, it's, it's don't, don't torture yourself then with going on for that particular toy on the eBay and looking up prices or something, you know, just don't right. do it. Don't do it. It's already open. Yeah. Right. So uh, I, I have, I have some pretty awesome unopened stuff downstairs. Uh, uh, which I, obviously I'm in, I'm in this wonderful cafe right now, as you can tell, but um, downstairs, yeah, I have an unopened, I like the power of the force collection mm-hmm. from star Wars from 1994, 1995. So I have like an unopened Millennium Falcon down there. I have an unopened dash renders outrider. I got a few characters, including Boba Fett unopened. Um, I have a star Wars number one. That's graded down there. I, I have a lot of stuff that's brand spanking new. That's just sort of sitting around down there yeah. along with a lot of pop action figures as we are often want to do. Yeah, those uh, pops I, are I dangerous. Find that, I find that unloading them is pretty difficult. Like selling them is difficult. Uh, I've had a lot of success in recent years selling uh, classic games and game guides. Yeah. Uh, I had like a collector's edition uh, or the legendary edition Skyrim guide with the map, the special edition map. I recently sold that for close to 200. Oh, wow. So some of that stuff is in very, very high demand. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, pop action figures, unless you have stuff that's that's really, really rare, which I, I have sold some that are rare and, and made a little bit of money, then then, then I don't, it's, it's tough. It's a tough business. It is. So, uh, uh, Squeaks will do, he'll like head down to the museum down in LA and like load up on museum exclusives or whatever and then sell those. But the margins aren't like huge. 
you know, you kind of have to do oh, yeah, yeah. quite a bit to make your money back, uh, make it worth it. Right. That must be a wonderful option. I'm just going to drive down to LA and just pick some of the exclusives at the, at the museum down there. Yeah. I would, <laughs> I would love that. I, I went to California for the first time in 2018 mm-hmm. and Amanda, she, she was five months pregnant at the time, but, but we had a fantastic time anyway, but we started in LA. We spent a few nights there Then we did a few nights in, 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 in San Luis Obispo and we visited the Montana de Oro state park there. And then we went up to uh, San Francisco area for a yeah. few days and, and got the whole, the, the, the whole shebang in one trip. And man, it was fantastic. Yeah. It was yeah. absolutely fantastic. I honestly, as someone from the Midwest, cause I, I was, I was born in Florida, raised in Ohio and in, in Southeast Michigan. I, uh, you know, for, for people from our area, it's, I didn't really get it, I guess, the draw of like Southern California before going there for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my whole life, I just kept thinking, well, I don't know why, you know, when I was younger, my friends went out there, I went to Europe, you know what I mean? And I didn't get really the draw, you know what I mean? And then, and then when we went out there for this first time in 2018, I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. I'm good with this. I like this. <laughs> now, now I dream every day about going back. <laughs> yeah, it is nice out here, but I mean, uh, it's always, gr- the grass is always green on the other side where it's always like, man, I would like to go to new york or something like that or well i'll tell you, you man know. uh the summers up here y- you can't beat the summers in in our area the great yeah. lakes uh especially like up on like uh we're close to like lake erie like huron uh, i can see the detroit river from from our window here like it's uh th- this area is just so unbelievably beautiful in the summer months right yeah. and in the fall but once you get into uh winter and spring just honestly just i don't want to be here anymore i yeah. just don't want to do it i don't want to see snow i don't want to shovel it I don't want to move it in large quantities. Just get me out. Like I'm just <laughs> done with it. So, uh, so in, in my elder years and hopefully if the app is working out, I could, I can, uh, work remote from a, a warm place, a subtropical yeah. place. Then you can, you can migrate <laughs> for the winter. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> will. A good call. All right. Well, let's get back on track with the app then. Um, we'll, we're going to see if we can't make this a migration possibility. Um, what was your inspiration for making a new podcast app? Obviously there's a lot out there uh, and podcasts are hotter than ever. What did you see missing in the market? Well, the market's absolutely inundated. It's it's one hundred percent inundated. I see several new podcast apps a week. That's yeah. that's common, and and it's not slowing down at all. It seems like uh, there's a lot right now that are focused on social features. Uh, social features are a really big one. Mm-hmm. Very few podcast apps do social features well. There's a lot that have something built in as a social feature. Um, comment comment sections are very popular. Right. It seems like. Uh, but they get very little activity and activity they do get is not quality uh, engagement activity. Uh, the other big trend right now in, in, in podcatchers is definitely um, uh, dynamic ad insertion. Uh, and this sort of originated with like Anchor and now Spotify owns Anchor. So they're getting into dynamic ad insertion. In fact, if you listen to the last podcast network podcast right now or, or some of the podcast network podcasts on Spotify, you'll be getting uh, interstitial ads kind of added in there, audio ads yeah, via the dynamic ad insertion that Anchor pioneered. Uh, other, other places are copying the ad insertion now, you know, uh, you know, Buzzsprout, Podbean, you know, uh, probably others as well are, are starting to copy that as well. It's uh, red circle. Uh, it's not bad or wrong. Uh, however, it is kind of the new wave. Like everybody's doing dynamic ad insertion to try and monetize. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that only turns out like ads, impressions from videos that we already know about, like from YouTube and, you know, things like that. So I think at the end of the day, it becomes something that's very devalued and 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 not too helpful but we'll get more into that shortly here i, I would imagine yeah yeah uh so th- anyway that, that that was kind of the, the state the state of podcasting currently right and what did you want to fix about it why did you think cephalopod is going to bring something new to the table well we wanted to come up with a method of monetization because it's either you know ad insertion or third-party ad uh, uh campaigns that you put into your episodes or it's uh, recurring subscription fees so that's the other ones. That's your Patreons and, and, and whatever else is out there that's like that. There's many at this point. And, uh, and we wanted to do something that was a little bit more transactional. Uh, so for myself as a patron, you know, I, I was even subbed to Geek Freaks on, on Patreon when I was still on there. Now I'm supporting you through, through Cephalopod. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I'm getting to the point with subscriptions that I'm feeling like my money's all kind of spent before I spend it, right. in a sense. Uh, because in this day and age, especially, you know, since COVID and with all these new video services rolling out, it's, I, I feel like I'm getting nickel and dimed out of existence yeah, <laughs> on, oh yeah. on, on recurring subscription fees. And, and I love supporting creators and I think there's value in it. I find value in purchasing your bonus episodes and listening to the sloop episodes. I love them. Uh, and I would keep doing it in perpetuity as, as a user, but only if that's a single purchase. 
Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 there's going to be episodes I don't want to hear. There's going to be episodes I do want to hear. And I just want the choice as a consumer to be able to choose which ones to purchase to support you. Uh, I think there's an immense value in that. And, yeah. and I think there's immense value in doing it in uh, what we call a micro trade environment where you're trading the tokens that you purchase on our platform for the content is a micro transaction. I think uh, the micro trades are going to be huge. And uh, what we needed to do was come up with a tool set, a robust tool set that creators would be able to utilize to kind of find their way and navigate their way through through this content upload, which is what we attempted to do. That's that's why I feel like the upload tool set that we offer is very robust. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I think we've only scratched the surface of how we can utilize it. Yeah, you guys, the bonus episode thing, like for you guys listening to the podcast, we have you know the Sloop is our bonus podcast that was living solely on Patreon. Now it's also on Cephalopod. And what's really nice as a creator is, and, and I also I assume as a listener, um, everything, all the sloops, whatever will come on Patreon as expected. But then we put on uh, a lot of the stuff on a cephalopod as well, and it's more a la carte. So yeah, if you're only wanting to hear about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those are the ones you, you listen to. Yep. And or if it you're works great. a user who, yeah, if, if you're a user who just doesn't want to get into a PC and setting up Patreon and doing yeah. all this stuff and, and that's more difficult for you, then yeah, this is a great alternative because it's all done right within the app via Google and Apple Pay. Uh, so all you're doing is purchasing bundles of tokens just like you would in literally any other app in existence that yeah. sells bundles of things, which is many, many, many apps at yeah. this point. We've all bought things. Oh, yeah. So don't act like you haven't. We've all done it. <laughs> well, and a lot of, I'm, I'm sure a lot of podcasters are out there like, well, yeah, but Patreon's bringing in a little bit of money for us and stuff. Sure. I don't want to leave it. And it's not that. It actually works really well together because yes, if you have people listening to something and then you just click bonus episodes, you see additional stuff. And then they like your episode and they want, oh, I want everything from them. All right. Yeah. Sub to the Patreon. But then if you yep. want to get more of that a la carte feel, you know, it's perfect as well. It's buffet or, the- you know restaurant the other big differentiator here if you're, if you're comparing to patreon is the fact that we're hosting the content so we host the content yes. right on our app uh so for instance right now we're hosting both audio and video and we play them both within the app but patreon doesn't offer a native player within their app to do both audio and video that are hosted within the app itself right and and this this content lives right next to your regular podcast content mm-hmm. there's literally a, a little bar that says regular and bonus gallery. Yeah. And you can switch between them interchangeably whenever you want to see which episodes are which. Uh, so it's, that was the idea is just to get it all right in, in front of the user to let them choose what to do with it and, and to more easily consider how to become a patron uh, of, of a podcast that they like. I think that, that simplicity was just kind of the, the, the end goal there yeah. to make it as easy as possible. Um, and then there's other things that go along with the content hosting. So like, uh, I have been talking about it for the last couple of days of, uh, as I've been doing some interviews, but a big feature that we're working on rolling in right now is actually NFTs. Um, we're going to nice. be the first podcast app to actually offer uh, fully integrated hosting of NFT content, uh, on the platform and creators are going to have the chance to fund their work to greater or lesser extent using NFTs if they choose to. And, and we'll be hosting that as well as a tool set. That'll be part of the upload tool set. And, uh, and, and that content will be purchasable with, uh, with, with Ethereum coin within the app once we get it rolled in. Oh, so cool. that's going to be, uh, there's already, again, there's already apps that have rolled in, uh, Ethereum wallets. I think, um, uh, Castbox is one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So they actually have an Ethereum wallet already built in and they offer their own coin in there called box, uh, and box can be traded off platform as well. Although I, I don't think it's an asset that's tradable on say like Coinbase, but you can sell it on the public market essentially. Right. right? So we're not, we're not really interested in an initial coin offering, though. We're not really interested in running our own ICO. I think there's too many of those out there, yeah. and 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 very few people win on those. So for us, just getting the NFT content in there was important because it just gives people one more net new path to monetization. So yeah. if we're talking about net new paths, this is a big one. Along with that, there's an interesting tool set from a company called Engine. Uh, they're spelled E-N-J-I-N that we're currently partnered with uh, for the rollout of this. And using their content, we're actually going to give all creators the opportunity to create their own badges within the app. And you see right now in the app, there's placeholder badges up at the top there right. that have always been there because we want people to get used to seeing them. Uh, and uh, and those are going to be uh, replaceable, actually, by podcasters and by users. So as you acquire badges by listening, by purchasing, uh, by just being a user on the app, by just being a, a creator present on the app, you're going to earn badges and you'll be able to mint your own. Uh, and it's going to be crazy cheap to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's yeah. all functions of the NFTs as well. So th- there's so much that we're going to offer on on that when it rolls out. And we're just now beginning to talk about it because it's been an idea that's been in development for, for a long time. But again, yet another net new path to monetization. So we, we yeah. want the recognition there. We want the user engagement there. We think this is the social feature that's going to work for us. 
Yeah. So let's let's do this. Let's go ahead and break down some of the like from a podcaster point of view. I think that's our best bet going forward on this. And then from the listener point of view, because from the podcaster point of view, I think it's underrated. Like everybody just assumes like, well, yeah, I mean, everybody's using whatever Apple podcast or Spotify or something like that. Sure. But I mean, there are the indie players out there. There's there's a lot of them and they have things mm -hmm. that are so unique. And it's the reason that we really like Cephalopod around here is because it's like, you guys are pushing the limits on some of these things and, and just bringing in stuff that we've never even thought about. NFTs, I mean, they're just, they're so trending right now that just yeah. that being introduced into the app is going to help your guys's, you know, yeah. visual uh, visibility, stuff like it's that. It's funny you say that because I don't think it's going to be an oft used feature, but but right. I think again, yeah, it, it does drive some interest in what we're doing. Exactly. And then the badges, uh, it reminds me, okay, so not, not to like totally compare, but Twitch does things right. In a lot of ways, yeah. right? Yeah, and totally. You have you have tips, you have subscriptions, you have you know the the emotes, and I'm just like, man, I wish I could mm -hmm. make more emotes and that and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of the now, now you can make your own <laughs> exactly, and a lot of the benefits that that you guys see from streamers, and and you know you have streams booming and stuff like that now can mm -hmm. be done to podcasts like it should have been from the beginning. To be honest with you, yep. The yep. the content are more similar than than you'd realize. It's the content. I mean, a lot of people I I'm familiar with watch streams on the second monitor while they're doing their own thing on the main monitor. Correct. And Correct. that's how podcasting really is. You're, you're driving while you're listening. So it's, it's a good idea Actually, to know the I, I listen to podcasts while I edit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's I, weird, I wish I like could I, do that. <laughs> well, editing is actually, I, I got it down to a fine art. It's, it's become pretty easy with, with Rona Geek. But, um, but yeah, I think uh, at the end of the day, this is about just offering as many net new tool sets as we can get out there. Yeah. And then, uh, and then hopefully, you know, it's just uh, robust enough and interesting enough that, that people want to come in. The challenge, though, because you mentioned the listener point of view, the challenge uh, has certainly become bringing in the listeners. So yeah. we actually have hundreds of creators already in the app who have claimed their podcast, which thank you, everyone. That's incredible. Like the interest is through the roof from a creator standpoint. Um, however, it, it's it's going to take all of all of us to drive some listenership in. Yeah. So the thing is, is if you have, you know, 400 creators already who've claimed a podcast within within the app and each one of them drives in just 10 listeners. That's 4,000 users, guys. Yeah. So that 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 starts generating, you know, the the ad revenue for instance because we have the little the little ad mob bar at the bottom there to the, to generate a little bit of revenue along with some incremental purchase revenue that we can keep adding in more features at a more rapid pace, right? Yeah. So so th this we've already accomplished a lot in just five and a half months. Like yeah. so much. <laughs> and uh uh, I feel so bad for for Has, you know, my partner, host of uh, host of uh, Grief Burrito, yeah. as well as our developer Ty, because uh, as a project manager, I'm a I'm a little bit of a uh, uh, I'm always cracking the whip, so to speak. <laughs> so <laughs> Somebody I, has I keep to. things moving. <laughs> yeah, I keep the, I keep things moving at a brisk and often uh, exhausting pace. Mm -hmm. But uh, they've been absolutely incredible partners uh, in, in developing this, and uh, and and we're ready for more. Honestly. Yeah. So for the listeners, there's there's all kinds of features I want to make sure to bring up, uh, and I wanted a question uh, with you while you're here. So we have like the chains. Can you explain how the chains will work in the future? There's something yeah. that I've always been interested in. I'm like connecting with people as much as I can. The chain is cool, and it's funny because we've been building that feature. In fact, the, the actual connection, because you can connect to other creators, that's already active in the background. We already okay. have that working in the background. We just haven't activated it yet in there. And uh, so the idea with the chains is going to be similar to how Apple just rolled out their uh, channels, right. where you have multiple podcasts uh, sort of representing a single channel. Uh, it's basically that, except okay. each podcast can still be monetized on its own. So yeah. that, that's the idea, essentially. Um, so it's interesting that Apple kind of beat us to the punch on, on the feature. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. You're going to be able to select up to five uh, creators to display on there. And then you can move between those creators to, to see what they're working on. So it's just, yeah. it's, it's a way to connect creators together. Uh, so, so it's very visible that like, for instance, you know, Frank, I would have like you and has, and, and maybe like the shark select guys in there. Mm -hmm. Right. So, because we're, we're, we're all kind of in the same geek space. And, uh, and then what you have is when people visit my creator profile, there's, there's your five profiles, right? Smack right there. So right. people are going to be more, more likely to tap on that and see what you guys are working on too. Um, and if, if you've been in the app and going through like um, like claimers and you click on the claimer and you can see that you've claimed it and I go to like Frank, for instance, and I can see that you've also done uh, the, 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 the other what Outlast, it, the, um, Outlast podcast. Yeah, the Outlast yeah. podcast. Yeah. So but th that's the idea is to keep people moving through the app and yeah. to keep discovering creators, shows, more creators, more shows. Right. Yeah. And uh, so discovery becomes a little bit more organic. Um, 
I, I think there's a lot of apps out there that have already focused on discovery by having like a homepage with trending like yeah. indie podcasts and stuff. I'm not really that interested in doing that, trying to do that any better. I think mm -hmm. it's already gone kind of as, as far as it possibly can. However, what about trending bonus content? Because yeah. we do have a featured section already slotted out in, in our search screen. And I think that featured section is going to become a trending bonus content section. Yeah, that's a good so, idea. Yeah, we're, yeah. again, we, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel on some of these features. We're trying to do net new things. Right. And uh, if we choose a feature to engage in, we're going to push it to its absolute limit in a way that hasn't been done before. Yeah. Um, as, as you see with the features we already have. <laughs> well, and that's, so like what I like about the, the chain idea, there are other places where, that are creating like these lists. We've seen these lists. Yes. Not to throw names out there, but it's also uh, it's a thing that's very much just the podcasters and no listeners participating in. Totally, but these totally. lists are there. And but what's nice about the chain is it's almost more natural because it's like yep. I think these five represent what you guys are going to want, and then mm -hmm. you can kind of now can you just like listen to a chain? It will it create kind of a playlist? That's a that's a really good question. Interesting. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting idea. That could be another playlist option. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll jot it down. That's like good. like the latest from everybody concept. in the chain or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> uh, always, always new ideas. It's, that's what's so fun about you know being uh, being involved, being being a fan of an app so early as you're, you're watching as things get developed and stuff like that, and it's really cool. Yeah, and you've seen it from the very, very beginning. So you've seen uh, the features roll out one by one. Marketplace yeah. is only two weeks old. I mean, we yeah. we just rolled out Marketplace, and it's it's come a long way in a very short period of time. I would say. Yeah. I think we've we've already done like three new versions since the rollout of one point five point zero. I think we're on one point five point three. Yeah, right now already, <laughs> and I think point four is about to come out for Android because we identified a play bug in there. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's constant. It's it's we're never resting. We're never resting. We're always working on new features. It's so new that I keep looking for bonus content. I keep like, oh, who put it up? Like, it's just, I, I everything's just kind of getting started, you know. Which means we need a featured section for bonus content. Exactly. Because I'm I'm looking yeah. through every single podcast. I'm yeah. I'm like, do they have any? Do they have any? And like, it's it's funny, but it's almost you know has mentioned early on like his design was about gamifying it a little bit. Yeah. And and I think he achieved that. Like, I'm not exactly oh, sure how how he or we did it or whatever but it seems like it's yeah. working just like that it feels it feels gamified and i am going through it and that is how i'm using it right yeah. uh which is great because that's what we want we want people excited to go in there and to find that boat that new piece of bonus content no i got i got 10 tokens left over let me grab that right and uh and and, and listen to listen to something new or watch something new because we do the video as well yeah once the badges come out too and it's basically a, like achievement points you know I, I know I'm going to be crushing it. I cannot wait. Yes. Because like right now, just, you know, as a podcaster, I'm sure you're in the same boat. Like you have multiple podcast apps that you're kind of cycling through because you want to keep an eye on all the reviews and yep. there's all kinds of, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's more work than you guys know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. And to have that one place reviews, that I can put it all the time in. Yeah. Speaking of reviews, we'll, we'll have the one place for you because we're working on uh, another third party partnership as well that will incorporate uh, reviews. So yeah. again, it's a feature that we didn't want to tackle ourselves because we think there's already places out there doing it better. Right. Um, you know, Podchaser comes to mind as an example. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, so working, working with a third party to, to come up with a solution for that just seems better to us. Right. Yeah. So, but again, that's something else that's slotted in, in the future, but we got to bring in users. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to yeah. do it so we can do this stuff even sooner. I could have, honestly, everything we've talked about so far, if we, if we had, you know, uh, exponential number and an exponential increase in users, every week for the next 12 weeks, I think we could probably have it done in three to four months. So yeah. if people want, want, want to want to see all of these things in a very, very fast way, uh, you know, let, let bring our, bring our listeners in, please. Like yeah. I, I I'm aggressively pushing for it from Ronan geek. Uh, in fact, I went as far as to pull my YouTube content. Uh, I pulled my YouTube content. I'm now monetizing that within cephalopod. I've already made more on it there than I ever did off of YouTube, uh, by a long shot. And then, um, yeah, I just I encourage other people to do the same. Like, just consider it if it's uh, that that's something I wanted to mention too. If you don't mind, uh, a quick tangent. Right now, I, I feel like we've been kind of tricked as creators, right? Mm -hmm. Creators have been tricked a little bit because there's this environment of monetization through impressions and through views, like through YouTube and Spotify, that basically monetize you if you are even monetized about one dollar for every two hundred to three hundred and fifty listens or engagements. Right. So that, that is a huge ratio of listens and engagements for a single dollar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my whole thing is why are we so intent on getting a high volume of engagements or listens or watches 
but we should be focused on getting quality ones. Especially for the so, indie creators, yeah. Especially for indie creators. I think the future indie economy is, you know, a thousand dedicated uh, uh, fans are supporting a single creator, as yeah. an example, right? Or supporting multiple creators, right? And I think that's all it's going to take for, for people to make a living doing this stuff, right? Is, 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 is quality, like a thousand monthly quality views and impressions, right? right? But but first we have to bring in the listeners and first we have to get them into that environment. And first we have to break away from the psychology of, I want hundreds of thousands of very low quality and low value <laughs> yeah. listens and engagements. First, we have to break out of that mentality and we, and we have to start focusing on building quality engagement. Yeah. So that's that's everything we're focused on is building that quality engagement within, within the podcast space and that. Hey guys, the rest of this interview with Alex is recorded at a different time. We actually had it recorded a few days later uh, due to, well, a fire at my neighbor's house. So <laughs> we had to stop, quickly reschedule as I go out there and fight fires. Um, his new location, uh, the voice does change. There's also a squeal that the squeal was in the first recording, but I knew I was able to take it out. This one actually is a little bit too severe to fully take out. So um, a little bit of a squeal, but really great information. We're going to be going into the actual app development part of uh, the process. All right. Uh, now what we're going to talk about is the actual development of Cephalopod. Uh, again, a lot of us have these ideas for apps and, you know, it's, it's this huge endeavor. Uh, from the idea, what was the first step after that? Yeah, so from the inception of the idea, uh, so basically Haz and I were talking about it. That's, of course, Harrison from uh, Grief Burrito Podcast. When we were mm -hmm. first talking about it, we wanted to make sure that user experience was kind of first and foremost. And, and secondly, that, that creator paths to monetization were going to be opened up by this, right? So net new paths right. versus just trying to reinvent something that was already there, like a, like a recurring subscription as an example. So basically where that started was we had basically three buckets of features, right? And, and mm -hmm. we wanted every feature to kind of fit into one of these buckets. So you have like the player features, which is just the podcast player that exists within Cephalopod uh, and the features that go along with it. You had the social bucket. So all the social features that kind of go along with that. And then you had the monetization bucket. So what features would actually fall into, you know, the monetization platform built within Cephalopod as well. So every feature kind of has to fit into one of those three things somehow. Uh, and what we don't, you know, what we knew from the beginning is that, you know, we don't want this to be, you know, too similar to what else is out, already out there, but we also right. didn't want to just start dumping features into a menu somewhere, right? Like we wanted everything mm -hmm. to kind of be organic and easy to find. And, and, and it's certainly, you know, there's acclimation with this, just like with any new app, but, uh, we wanted to just be intuitive and just fun to use and kind of gamified. Right. right. And, uh, and that was the concept behind it. But yeah, it all started with just sort of working out what fell into those three buckets. Okay. So uh, when you when you guys when you sat down with Haz and you started to kind of draw up what this is going to look like, do either of you have development experience in making an app? Yeah, I mean, so Harrison, he's uh, I don't know if he talks about it a lot on his show, which is interesting because the show is heavily about gaming. But uh, right. he's he's like an educated game designer. Like that's okay. that's like his trade. Like that's Perfect. what he aspires to to be doing ultimately. I believe along with this creative element stuff. So thankfully, he's he's brilliant when it comes to the design, and uh, he has yeah. a really uh, a minute sense of what is going to draw the user in and what's going to turn them off. And then, so what I do is I'll make some sort of very crude caveman like drawing uh, yeah. that just looks like utter garbage. <laughs> and then I'll send it to him and be like, see, you get it. You get it. <laughs> he's like, dude, he's like, let, just let me, let me take this away for a couple of days. I'll come back and help you. And, yeah. uh, and he always does. He always comes back with something that's really interesting. And he, he had a knowledge of that creative tool set more so than I did. So like Adobe illustrator and, uh, and how to post those files online and how to access them because with Adobe Illustrator you can kind of make like like a visual working version of the app where like the yeah. buttons work and you can kind of bounce around within within the menus and stuff and I was very impressed by that because it was such a robust tool set I had no idea that was a thing but that helped tremendously so that there's so there's certainly some trial and error that uh, went along with that mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what worked and what didn't but uh, you know our developer also kind of helped us from an engineering standpoint you know what what actually made sense, you know what I mean, from, yeah. from a development standpoint. So how, how it typically goes is we'll come in with the most ambitious version of an idea and then and then find a way to like whittle it down a little bit. And, and there's, you know, it's hard to explain, but even something as simple as like the tokens within the app, we originally envisioned those tokens to be uh, ERC-20 tokens, and they might still be someday, right? And, and that would make sense for us. Uh, however, you know, for other things to work, like the, like the NFT idea that we want to build into it next, 
there really needs to be a centralized wallet within the platform that is separate from Ethereum and crypto and all of that yeah. stuff. So, so that's why it was important for us just to have a centralized wallet within the app where a lot of the activity is already taking place. So it's interesting that you know the ideas tend to bleed into one another, and then what you end up with is is the best version of a of an idea. Although you know, albeit you know, we have to scale down some of the design features as well to go along with that. So I, I think what you'll see is you know a constant evolution of you know us adding in you know net new features as we go along, as well as sort of prettying up and redesigning some of the current features. Right? There's things that we just couldn't fit in, you know, with the rollout of like marketplaces, as an example, uh, from a design standpoint that are really really cool. Uh, and very user friendly, but what we ended up with is like you know, say, a bonus gallery that looks very much like the regular episode gallery, right? But what right. we originally envisioned for that was much more robust, and it will still be someday. Yeah. Um, but uh, for now, it just made sense to kind of do it like that. So anyway, yeah. So design is all over the place, and then uh, and then it's just about making that final decision and telling the dev, okay, here we go, <laughs> and, then, How, and then just going for yeah. it. So, yeah. <laughs> How long from initial concept to finishing design? Did it take for you to bring it to your developer for the first time? Uh, to to bring it to the developer, it was basically like uh, not not long. Okay. <laughs> so I would say less than forty five days. Uh, okay, from, well, that's, from that us is originally, quick, yeah. it was very fast. Yeah. So from from us originally talking about it to finding a developer to you know offering him like the very first chunk of what we wanted to do, right? So yeah, was was pretty quick. There had been some other conversations that happened in there beforehand as well that helped us kind of round out what direction we should take, even from a development standpoint and finding a developer. Because, you know, my original path was to find someone, you know, sort of based in Ontario and kind of go from there. But the experienced people in, you know, Canada and the US tend to, you know, cost a lot more as they should than, right. you know, help that you might find overseas. So uh, that's why we ended up finding help overseas. It just made more sense. And oh, yeah. uh, and I like I liked the idea of, you know, potentially, you know, helping to support one person's endeavor you know, over just being a drop in the bucket for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like it's, of course. you know, and, yeah. and bringing somebody close to the circle uh, definitely worked out better for us in terms of uh, development because it's somebody we trust deeply now and uh, we value, yeah. we value their input so much, so, so much. So his name is, his name is Ty. He does a very good job. Ty. Yeah. It's, um, you know, same thing goes for us just a podcast wise. And I'm sure Ronan has probably faced this as well, where you're kind of like, Look, I, I I try to do as much as possible in house at Adobe. The Adobe suite can only go so far with my mm -hmm. skill set, and it's like I really want this intro to look good. It's worth paying not too much to have an intro that looks solid that I could use over right. and over again. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, um, I we use Fiverr over here a lot. We were big fans of Fiverr over here. Oh, How yeah, did you yeah, find yeah. the developer? Was it from Fiverr? Uh, or something like that? Originally, I got connected to him through someone who I had met on Freelancer, and oh, okay. then uh, and and then my thing is I I immediately offered to take it off platform. <laughs> which yeah. we did and yeah it kind of took off from there um yeah. but yeah there, there's no shortage of help on there there's a, yeah. tons tons of very talented people on there uh people with just an absolute crap ton of work experience very nice amenable people yeah. uh so if you're looking for a good place to start with an app i would say you know that's a good place to take kind of your core idea is is yeah. to a place like that you know what i mean if, if you're able to scale it down to its basest elements and you wanted someone to start working on that you can get it done there for a very good price probably yeah. And uh, and I'd recommend it in one of those in one of those marketplaces. Yeah, I I totally agree. If you guys are starting a creative endeavor of any sorts, not everything's in your wheelhouse, and there's no shame in that. So uh, go out yeah. there and and help the gig economy because we're all working that's together right. on this. So that's right. That's really yeah, great. absolutely. So uh, you got the developer involved. Now, what's your time frame on that? Because I'm sure the developer's coming back with you like, look, this is beautiful and all, but we need to make this look usable. We need to actually yeah, yeah, yeah. find something together. That was, that was early November, actually. And then he had to us by the end of December, he had a fully working version of the Android player wow. uh, with the social features in it. And also uh, the beginning, I was able to do like the search and sub and listen on the iOS player. And then okay. uh, so Android player, we were able to release... We must have done that in early January. We released yeah. the Android player, and then uh, we sort of elaborated from there. And by the end of January, we had the first version of the uh, iOS app posted. So by that point, it was less than three months for the iOS player and the Android player together. So and okay. then uh, and then the other features that we've layered on top of that were much more robust in terms of the decision, the number of decisions that had to be made. Like for for marketplace as an example, just rolling in the bonus gallery in the marketplace even though we already had content upload live in the app, we were adding in the video player and we were adding in the yeah. clicks wallet and we were adding in the purchase and we were adding in, you know, all of this background stuff that Apple and Google want, you know, to be able to do business with them. It was, uh, 
So it was quite an endeavor. Just that monetization uh, tool set implementing that was, man, it was probably, you know, on the order of like 300 tiny decisions that all just sort of coalesced into this thing. But it was, it was a lot. It was quite a lot. And um, so, yeah, I spent many nights sort of fretting over, you know, I have to tell Haz that, you know, we have to scale back some feature. I I don't, you know, I'm really worried about his opinion on it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want it to be a poor user experience, but we also have to make it feasible. You know what I mean? And, And sometimes, you know, we're so ambitious. Sometimes I just have to go to, to, to tire developer and just say, Hey man, like this thing we want to do, it sounds great. But I'm like, is there another tool set that exists already that we should be using for it? That Mm -hmm. it is just easier to do. And he'll say yes or no. And if it's yes, then we just move forward with the easier tool set. And then, uh, and then, and then we work on making it more robust as we go along. So yeah, yeah, it's it's tricky, man. It's really tricky. Uh, but I'm learning a lot as I go along. So it's been a really good learning process for me too. And, uh, and, and I think, I think we had the right approach from the beginning, uh, and we didn't have to take any hard knocks along the way for the most mm-hmm. part, for the most part, we've had a few tussles here and there with, you know, posting Apple versions and things like that. But my guess is every app developer, creator, owner goes through that, uh, with, yeah. with, with Apple. So they're, they're very strict to, to, for good reason, they, they mm-hmm. hold high standards, you know, for their marketplace, but it's, it's, it can be very difficult from a development standpoint to, uh, uh, meet their, their very high standard. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody at a glance looking at the Epic versus Apple trial right now is, is well aware of how strict Apple is. And so, oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. We, we actually, on the newest episode of Rona Geek official podcast, you'll hear, we're going to talk all about that. Like, uh, we, we go pretty in depth on it. And, uh, yeah. that is, I mean, for, for, for our culture, for our people, that is, that is the trial of the century. Man. It is. <laughs> like, it's, so many people this, don't know what's going on and we're like this is the new oj guys you have everybody's and, watching and they're, it. they're slinging dirt there's these documents coming out like yes. you're getting this this line of sight into all these inner workings of the yeah. companies and it's just it's wild but uh, uh on top of that uh epic isn't too well positioned uh i'm i'm worried for them honestly yeah so uh i, I don't that's, know how that's gonna go so, literally anyway. on the last geek freaks so I, instead of doing so we try to like trickle it out because there's so much cool stuff coming out so this yeah. last one, we just kind of like shotgun like some neat facts that came out during the trial yeah. of like uh, when Walmart's creating a cloud gaming system and like all these little things that are coming See, out during the trial. We didn't even mention that. We didn't even mention that. So that's that's a detail yeah. that I didn't even catch. But we but we didn't go full in on anything. And then uh, it was kind of like okay, you, you you learn basically how much money just Epic is shoveling out. And it's like, how long yeah. is Fortnite going to keep those doors open? Like, <laughs> the second people don't want to buy a certain skin, <laughs> the whole thing collapses. It's just on Fortnite money right now. So, it's an yeah, interesting and, process. And, you know, when when it, when I worked out pricing for you know bundles and you know clicks bundles and stuff yeah. like that, I want I wanted us to be competitive with pre-established services that were out there for passing along a high percentage of the purchase onto creators versus mm-hmm. you know us taking too much. So we take a very small cut. Uh, on on uh, on both the web and the app, and in fact, we we do have a site that, that we're allowing people to reload their clicks on the web now as well that we're going to yeah. roll out, and that will give you the ability to upload and get a little bit more bang for your buck in terms of tokens. It uses the mm-hmm. same user authentication, and it's just a little pay site that you can go to to reload via PayPal. Uh, so that's going to be something that we introduce soon as well. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it is all about just getting people the most the most value possible. In fact, if you do the the website i've basically positioned that so it's about minus minus the paypal fee and minus five percent gst in canada where where, where the where the uh, uh, monetization is kind of based for the app uh, mm-hmm. it's actually about 85 percent of the purchase that you get to pass on to creators wow. which is very similar to patreon so. yeah but again it's the a la carte thing uh that reminds me so you know we have i mean literally today as we're recording spotify and that's theirs Apple announced there's last month, but mm-hmm. users haven't really found out about it yet. L- Podcasters have. Both are coming out with subscription services, similar yep. to what you'd expect out of like a Patreon RSS feed. Um, what I what I like, so of course, as a podcaster, yeah, everybody monetize. I'm not hating that. You know, we'll Go create the it. content. Hell yeah. But nobody's coming out with an a la carte system. I mean, Cephalopod, of course. Why do you think people are leaning in on the subscription thing over the a la carte? Oh, it's simple. There's an established market. So we're, we're, we're sort of trying to cater to the established market. And what I believe is, is a market that exists that hasn't been tapped into yet, which is more of a microtransaction market, people who might be more used to that ecosystem and more familiar with it and comfortable with it, quite frankly. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and the other markets already established that's Patreon. And, uh, and, and I mean, they're generating, what was it at the end, by the end of last year, they had generated I think it was $4 billion since they started uh, doing this for, for, for creators on their platform. And, and I just think the other guys just see this now as just, well, 
we all need to get our cut, right? Like yeah. it's time. And, and it's funny because it was all built, you know, initially kind of off the back of, you know, iTunes and Apple podcasts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This other technology, you know, and then now Apple's kind of in, like getting their cut and they're doing their own thing with channels and channels is brilliant. And it's a cool thing. Yeah. And I think uh, some established networks are going to do very well on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then Spotify, you know, they're going to offer the tiered system for individual podcasts. Um, not sure how premium content works within an ecosystem. I didn't really catch that, but, um, yeah, I, I the email went out like, just today. So I'm sure there's, I'm, I've just started doing that whole thing right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but so, it'll be interesting to see kind of how it takes off, but yeah, for the, for the monthly recurring, yeah, maybe it does make sense just to do it on Spotify for some users. Right. In which case go yeah. for it. Right. So the idea with page, the idea with cephalopod is it can always just be sort of a coexisting alternative, right? If, yes. if you want as many net ways as possible to potentially monetize as a podcaster, then that's going to be a great way to go is just offering yeah. that same content as a la carte, right? Yeah. And then we also have a season pass built in. Not many people know that, but we actually have a season oh, pass option built in. So once you have enough content posted, maybe you just want to sell the three month season pass and sell it for an equivalent of like, you know, 20 bucks or something, right? And right. Then it, but it's still a single one-time purchase in tokens hmm. and, uh, and uh, the user doesn't have to be paying it over and over, right? Um, and you're saying that's going to be like a three-month stretch? Three or six months. So we have both. Okay. They're already live. They're already posted. That'd be really nice for uh, situations like, for example, for us, when we go to BlizzCon, mm-hmm. we're actually there on the floor and we, we're always wanting to put out as much as content as possible. So it'd be nice to be like, hey, here's a season pass for the BlizzCon thing. And you guys will just get everything we possibly record. Um, and it'd just be like an event. Like this season pass is where, is where this going to have this event going on. And stuff you like that, it. so you can really focus you got on it. it. Yeah, so that, then they gain access to everything that you had recorded before, and they'll gain everything, uh, all the Blizzard content as well. And then yeah. once once that season pass expires, then the content all locks back up. Right, which is kind of how Blizzard does it themselves, so that's perfect. <laughs> yep. So yeah, yep. uh, that would work well. Okay. Um, so when you, when you have this app out now, and I'm noticing that like new features are coming out every couple of weeks, which is really fun, uh, you know, and as part of the early days of, of an app as, as, as expected, what are some of the features that we could expect on the horizon? So the next big thing that's going to come out is going to be a chat feature. And the chat feature is a, is an inbox. It's an inbox basically. And your users will be able to message one another. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be very private. So you can choose to accept or reject a message anonymously. It's totally fine. And then uh, the, the thing is with that is podcasters who maybe run into a situation where someone is unhappy with the purchase or otherwise just is asking for clicks back. They're going to be able to issue their own refunds to kind of manage that themselves because there is a clicks trade option built into that chat feature as well. Um, that could also come into play later on when we have badges live in the platform, which is kind of the next big chunk of features. So we are working on, and, and I'm just, we're, we're starting to talk about it now to kind of drum up some interest and see what the feedback is, but we're actually partnered with a company called Engine and mm-hmm. uh, we're using their technology to build in an NFT generator into Cephalopod, which means that users as well as platform admins like us, we can create badges within the app that can serve a cosmetic function they can serve an NFT function. You could create, you know, maybe a, a podcast for charity and then sell those tokens. And then, you know, whoever buys the tokens for charity gets ex- exclusive access to that yeah. particular content. And the NFT content will live right alongside your bonus gallery content. So you'll have regular content, bonus gallery content, and NFT content all together in one place. And then uh, on the even bigger news, along with the NFT news, is we actually have affiliate partners on board. Uh, and we're getting more pretty much every week now. Uh, who are interested in us minting custom tokens for them from the platform uh, admin level. And we can mint hundreds of thousands of these things for very cheap and then hand them out to creators who are interested, who have been doing a good job of driving traffic into the app. And then you're going to be able to hand them out for free to users. So, and then they're going to be able to take affiliate offers and redeem them. Just like, you know, how you, you know, HelloFresh is on every other podcast advertising their stuff right it's gonna yeah, be the same thing except without an audio ad it's just you can do a quick mention like hey this week we're handing out these tokens like candy make sure to grab one go check out the offer that's it and then yeah. and then they'll have something that they can keep forever is like a little token of, of of that particular thing if if they're a big fan of whatever brand it is maybe they want to display it you know you'd imagine maybe custom you know adidas tokens is an example or custom you know like sporting yeah. event tokens or you know and just anything the, the possibilities are literally endless but, uh, but we are going to be experimenting with that as we move forward. And we are going to return uh, a percentage take to creators uh, from purchases that are made via the tokens that they hand out. 
So that's all trackable. We can track everything. And uh, that's going to be another way that creators can monetize within our ecosystem as well. So all without audio ads. So no that's, more, yeah. no ad insertion. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love you guys over at, uh, audi- at uh, audible.com, but it is really hard to get somebody to sign up for a new trial right now. <laughs> yeah, People are just kind of bored. Man, it's uh, and, and the, the the audio ads are out of control on. Uh, I mean, they're going to be out of control on Spotify soon because obviously they're they're all about the uh, dynamic ad insertion. It's going to end up like YouTube, where you know you're seeing three, four, five, you know, ads plus. Oh yeah. In, in a twenty minute video, you know what I mean? It's uh, it's just getting to that point. But but again, the whole concept, you know, I, I keep trying to draw it all back into this philosophy of you know, as creators, I, I think the future creator economy, we need to be focused on driving quality engagements versus quantity of engagements. Uh, What I mean by that is, you know, the 200 to 350 views you need on YouTube when you're monetized to earn a single dollar is is just too little and the views are too low quality. Uh, I would prefer to earn that dollar off of just maybe two views at 50 cents on Cephalopod and hopefully a lot more based on that, right? So it's, uh, you know, off of bonus content specifically. But so that's, you know, and I think there's a balance that's gonna have to be struck, you know, particularly with video creators, what, what that looks like working with YouTube and within the cephalopod ecosystem. But I, I do kind of leave that, you know, I digress and leave that to the creative community to kind of figure out what that balance is. And then we're gonna learn, you know, within three to six months from now, we're gonna have a really good idea from creators on the app about what is working and what doesn't work. And that's right, gonna be right. out there, right? Um, so yeah, and then in the distant future, you'll see, um, the social features we're planning because a wall or a board was always kind of in the works. It's just, we're, we're, we're kind of scared of putting a tool out there that, that maybe kind of falls into the wrong hands. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you True. know yeah. the parlor is a cautionary tale, right? Exactly. So I, I think maybe, you know, and maybe users could give us feedback on this, but, but a Reddit type feature where uh, a claimed podcast that the creator is able to maybe post a board and accept comments onto that board, but only when they generate it, only when yeah. they act as the starting point and the origin point for that conversation. And then they can kind of mitigate that board, right? It's so almost like a, like a Reddit as an example. Yeah. So and you could a, even do a like Discord. a live AMA kind of thing too, where you could like, Hey, I'm live now. Uh, ask me any questions you guys want yeah. and then drive people to the app in one moment and a bit like a live moment. And then just, that is, and that, that technology is very popular right now with, you know, Clubhouse and Twitter and things like that. Yeah. And that technology is also curiously free. <laughs> so it's, Use I'm, not it. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So yeah, so it, yeah. it's something we, in fact, we wanted, when we first envisioned it, that was one of the first things we had talked about with our dev was, was the, uh, the live conversations and the ability to yeah. record those and immediately post them within the app. So I think that will be its own tool set when it rolls out. So it's sort of, um, Imagine like automation on wheels where you have like your, you know, think like Zencaster where Zencaster sort of balances all the audio and it gives you like a really clean audio file with, with all the, all the users in there. Uh, Imagine that, but also like add on theme song at the beginning end song, you know, things like that. Right. It just kind of bookend it uh, Mm -hmm. automatically. Like I, that's the kind of tool set that I would want because I don't want to just have something that's only as good uh, or worse than what's already out there. If we roll out a new feature, I genuinely want it to be, the best version that we could think of for that feature. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, okay. that's where we're headed. Yeah. It's exciting future for cephalopod. Uh, this is my, and it, personally for me, this is the first time I've been watching an app from development. You know, we've talked about it pretty early, early in days yep. from development and into the process of going live and then watching you put itself into it. And it's just really cool. Um, especially, you know, with, with the community getting around it, with a lot of great people in our podcast community getting around it. So it's been Man, a lot of fun to watch. Podcasters are coming in in droves and, and yeah. I, I'm blown away by the interest, honestly, to already have just hundreds and hundreds of creators in there claiming podcasts and yeah. sort of, sort of drumming up interest and asking how to do it. And, and I, I have conversations, literally multiple conversations every day with creators in the background on Twitter and on Facebook about how best to utilize it and how to do this feature and that feature. So, so the word is getting out slowly. Um, yeah. you know, my only ask to creators would be, Hey, the next step is to bring in users. We, we, we've created a good player as well. I use it every single day for my podcast. It's extremely competent. And if there are any bugs, we'll work them out. Just let me yeah. know. But, uh, it's, uh, it's important that we can reproduce them, but, uh, that, that's kind of the next step is we just want to bring in listeners. Now we want listeners yeah. in here. We want them to experience it. We want them to see that this is a place where they can see audio and video. And uh, it's just special. It's just a different kind of place. And, yeah. uh, and I love it. <laughs> I just, I love it. For for those okay, so let's do this. Uh, to help try to bring in some more listeners, check out Geek Freaks, of course. I guess you guys want to listen to Geek Freaks. So uh, currently, we have. I'm happy with the subscribers we have on Cephalopod, but it could definitely go up. Sure. And yeah, so if you guys subscribe to Cephalopod, we've done a sticker giveaway before. This time we'll do shirts. So uh, we'll give away two shirts to two of our subscribers on Cephalopod. 
Uh, we'll we'll finish that up. Uh, we'll go. Let's see, you got June. We'll do June 10th. Will be the end of that. So you guys hop over to Cephalopod, cool. subscribe, and we'll just give away two shirts. We'll make them like actual exclusive Cephalopod Geek Freak shirt. So it'll be unique. I got to design it, of course. But chat, <laughs> chat will actually be chat will be live for that too. So it'll be easy Perfect. to kind of mitigate uh, the giveaways for that. Yeah. Another way you could do it too, and this this would be kind of cool. It'd be really cool if you took like what you just said and put that into an audio pitch, just a brief 30 second audio pitch, one minute yeah. audio pitch, and just post it in your bonus gallery for zero clicks. And oh, then I didn't know you could post go. in there for zero clicks. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, so you oh, can post it in there for zero clicks, totally free. And then people can go in there and select that. So it's kind of like a purchase, but you'll actually get an yeah. email automatically to kind of indicate which user did that. So it's kind oh, of like creating yeah. an entry for a contest, right? So again, uh, yeah. and this is, this is the idea behind our tool set is we just thought of this. I didn't yeah. even think of this before, but this could be an amazing tool for a tool set because yeah. you do get the, the creator does get the email automatically in the background uh, with the user information who made the purchase, right? So at least yeah. the email and, and and the fake username, whatever people are using. So it's uh, so it's just a very robust tool set. The, the, the possibilities are literally endless. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm excited we came up with that just now. Yeah. That's cool. So, okay. <laughs> I'm going to we'll, run a contest. Well, one, we'll do one more on that. So every subscriber gets one entry. And if you guys get the bonus episode, that's going to be worth two more entries. So you have three Ooh. entries in total. If you guys get that, bo- and it's free. It's just, you got to click the button. It's free. You just got to grab it. That's so there we go. Awesome. So that'll be three. That'll be fun. I that'll love be fun it. To do. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And then that's great. This video, which I promise has an interesting part about halfway through, um, we'll put this unedited video in the bonus content also free, so you guys could watch yeah, this. You'll, and see, stuff you'll like see ghost that. me hiding in my car from <laughs> yeah. my family. <laughs> yeah, you'll see. Yeah, you'll see a halfway break too that gets a little exciting. So <laughs> um, <laughs> it, did, it did get exciting. It did get exciting. Uh, I think we can confirm that everyone survived. Uh, yeah, except okay, for a pickup, good. everything else survived. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the pickup. We we we. I'll pour one out for the pickup as soon trucks. as I get out yeah. of here. So yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, guys. Okay, so Cephalopod, go check out Cephalopod. It's on the iOS, Android, and then. Um, also, Ronan Geek Official Podcast. You want to give a quick plug for all that, too, while you're here? Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, Ronan Geek Official Podcast. It's a geek news podcast. Uh, we cover current events topics. Lately, we've been doing some listing. I don't know. It's just kind of what we're into lately is just listing mm-hmm. things out that, that we like or dislike. Yeah. Uh, but mostly, we just roast current events topics. So, uh, definitely adult-style humor. Yeah. Definitely not safe for work. But uh, but check it out. And and just we're just so obnoxious. So, I hope you enjoy it if you listen. <laughs> but you can find it's us on Cephalopod. And also, yeah. we have the Cephalopodcast podcast on cephalopod as well and okay. i actually post the how to whoa i actually post our how-to videos on there as yeah. well as uh this is wild by the way <laughs> i actually post our how-to videos on there uh, okay. as well as uh the ads that, that i that i created for the app as well if you just want to see what they look like and play around yeah. with free videos it's all free videos on there so you can see what it's okay. like so, okay yep sounds good guys in. yeah i hey that's awesome so um Go over to go over to Cephalopod. Get you guys, uh, you know, get yourself entered into a free shirt contest. June tenth is when we're going to end that. I got to remember that. I'll, I'm going to write that down on a post right now, amongst the other post its. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll shoot it to you in, twi- in uh, Twitter. <laughs> thank you. All right, uh, and Alex, thank you very much for joining me and telling us about the process of developing an uh, app. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, now we know. Now we all know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You did the hard work and we got to learn. That's perfect. So, That's how yeah, it should be man. done. Hey, if anybody's got any questions, advice is always free. I'll never mm-hmm. steal your ideas. So if you want to know more about how to get started on your own project, just call me. Just call me, yeah. please. By all means, like I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll hook you up with info. I'll get you connected to people who can do it. Like, just let me know. Just let me know. Yeah. And I'll send you down the chain too. So if you guys are following Geek Freaks or follow Cephalopod or Ronan, there's a few, there's a bunch of us out there. So uh, we're, yep. we're definitely down to help. A lot of geeks. There's a lot of geeks oh, out yeah. here, man. And, and all we like to do is talk. So it's like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. All right, guys. Thank Y'all you, stay Frank. safe. There's no new episode next week of uh, Geek Freaks because of the wedding. But the following week, we have a new level up coming up for Resident Evil Village. If the guys can finish in time, we'll see you guys then. Take it easy. Bye. See ya.